We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome to the BCP podcast. I am BCP, Black Sword of Patriot. You can call me James. And yes, I'm wearing a t-shirt with the BCP podcast logo on it, available in the merch store down below. Now, I am going to easily debunk one of the conspiracy theories going on right now. Let's have a little fun since the weekend is upon us. This Facebook post is going viral. I am not on Facebook, uh, but I'm going to share this with you. This was brought to my attention by the great PJ Media. Bigfoot caught on video in Colorado mountains. And then I saw this Facebook post. It's story time, y'all. On Sunday, October 8th, 2023, Stetson Tyler and I took the narrow gauge train ride from Durango to Silverton. This is in Colorado. After leaving the Silverton and heading back to Durango, I asked Stetson to help me look for elk in the mountains. As we were passing by the mountains, Stetson sees something moving and then says, I think it's Bigfoot. Brandon, the guy sitting next to Stetson on the train, gets his phone and starts recording. Meanwhile, I'm trying to get a photo on my camera. Below is a video Brandon got and the photos I took, y'all. Out of the hundreds of people on the train, three or four of us actually saw as Stetson says in the video, the ever-elusive creature Bigfoot. I don't know about y'all, but we believe it. So here's the video. It's an elusive creature. All right, just squat it down. Yeah, let me see your camera, I'll do it. Okay, and then here's a few of the pictures. But I want to focus on these uh, two of him crouching down. I guess I didn't have a Samsung phone where you can do 100 zoom and get a a clear picture. But let me me show you. This is once again those fuzzy pictures because I don't want you to see that Bigfoot is just a guy wearing the Jack Lynx adult Sasquatch costume. Which you can buy between 180 and 304 bucks. It includes the, the, uh, the suit. The full head mask, the pair of hands, and the pair of feet. That's what they saw. Someone trolling and making fun of them, knowing that this train was going to go through. They were having fun with them, see if anyone would notice them. Or maybe these guys uh, did it themselves. It's a hoax. Uh, But don't worry, folks. If you think $304 is very expensive, you can buy the mask for just $40. All right, let's get into videos that are of consequence. 
I'm feeling good, folks. I had lost my voice the last couple days, and I got it back, and I'm so happy to have my voice voice back. Uh, this really caught my attention. This is Steve Bannon uh, on The War Room on Friday talking about uh, this video from the J6 Special Collection uh, and Ed Martin using uh, J6 surveillance camera footage that was received and provided by the U.S. Committee on House Administration, so, uh, the, the U.S. Committee on House Administration Subcommittee on Oversight. So he had the great Greg Phillips on the show. They were discussing the video. So let me show you the first part of the discussion that Steve Bannon had with Greg. And they didn't have the video, but I've got the video. Let me show that to you. It's very well narrated for those of you listening on the podcast and not watching the video. So here we go. I want to bring in Greg Phillips. Greg and Catherine have been working on something uh, that's um, with Ed Martin, the great Ed Martin. I don't have time today to go through it. It's pretty shocking, but this gets to another element for the speaker. What happened to J6? Why, why are we silent on this all of a sudden? And the footage, the investigations, what exactly happened? Do we have the footage? Can I play some footage first? Do, 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 I don't have it. Okay, terrific. Uh, let's bring in Greg Phillips. Uh, Greg, tell me what it, this concept of looking for Mr. Coffee, what is it? Yeah, Why are we looking um, at J6 think, footage? Uh, Ed was able to um, work with some of the members of Congress to secure um, some footage. Uh, you know, all the footage that we were all waiting on, waiting to waiting to see. And uh, Congressman Loudermilk and others were um, super helpful in getting Ed um, sort of lined up to get some of the footage. You know, one of the big stories that that came out of the the, the bogus J6 uh, committee hearings was simply that they showed what they wanted us to see. It was a big Hollywood production. They, you know, they, they set everybody up. They sent, you know, scads of, uh, of federal assets out into the, out into the crowd. They, they blew them up. They shot all sorts of things. Um, but many of the questions that, that needed to be asked and answered were never answered. But the, many of those answers themselves lie in the video. Ed was able to come up with some video. Um, Steve, you may, have, uh, you may remember that one of the, the famous shots that the left tried to say was, you know, MAGA trying to hang Mike Pence or something or Nancy Pelosi or whatever. They built some fake gallows in the, um, in the mall. Uh, about 6:32 in the morning, they showed up um, with a with with um, a trailer, a, a hand pulled trailer full of um, wood. They pull it out onto the mall. By now it's 6 6:40 or so in the morning. They manufacture this thing. One of the guys leaves to go get coffee. That's why we called it Mr. Coffee. But guess where he goes, Steve? He walks he walks across Constitution all the way up Third to a coffee shop that is guess where directly across from the FBI building. How, how would somebody even know that this was there? In any case, um, we mashed up a bunch of it, bunch of the video that Ed was able to secure. And um, the Pro-America Report uh, team was amazing. Uh, we were able to secure it, get it all into Open Ink. Right now it's a special collection in Open Ink. Look, you and Catherine, uh, have a reputation. You don't waste your time. You guys have a, a pretty good yield management record on focusing on things that are important. Um, and Ed Martin, you don't get better than Ed Martin. Um, a reminder, it's Greg and Catherine and their team that produced the great movie 2000 Mules. So let's get into this. Where is Mr. Coffee 
and the Gallows video on Open Inc. I'm Ed Martin with the Pro-America Report. There are many unanswered questions about what really happened at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, 2021. Over the coming weeks, we're going to share video from that day and the days surrounding January 6th. We're going to ask questions, and together we're going to find answers, and we're going to demand justice. To understand what happened, we have to look at who the real architects of January 6th were. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it... A real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Not the thousands of people who assembled, or even the people who called them to assemble. Who took that event? and weaponized it into the dark day it became. Who set the narrative in motion? Who planned and staged the now infamous optics of January 6th? Like this, the infamous gallows. The media said the gallows was built because MAGA supporters intended to hang someone, maybe Mike Pence. The picture of the gallows perfectly framing the Capitol became a defining image of January 6th all around the world. So who built the gallows? Let's look at the facts. Early morning footage captures three individuals unloading wooden pieces of what would later be assembled into the gallows. Separate footage, though grainy, seems to show two more participants arriving at the same time by taxi. Together, the five people proceed to assemble the now infamous gallows. Over 1,000 patriots have been arrested after January 6th. But these five, these few who built the gallows on camera, they remain nameless and unknown to the public. They built a gallows and hung a noose right on the mall in front of the U.S. Capitol. And yet no law enforcement appears to question them much less stop them. Funny how that worked out. One individual, dressed in a trench coat and a fedora-like hat and using a cane, he leaves the group, the Gallows Gang, to go and get coffee. Remember, it's 6.45 or so in the morning. There are very few, if any, coffee spots open at that time of day. Luckily, the trench-coated man I call Mr. Coffee, he knows just where to go. He walks straight across the road and down the way to a little spot that he obviously knew directly across from the FBI building. Upon Mr. Coffee's return, the group gathers briefly, perhaps to admire their prime choice of location. It was, after all, perfect for the coming photo op to spread the narrative about January 6th. Shortly after this, both the taxi and the van have left the scene, disappearing as mysteriously as they arrived. Almost three years has elapsed since January 6th. 
and many questions persist. Why, with all the FBI's resources, does Mr. Coffee's identity remain unknown? And what about his team with their premeditated, prefabbed plywood and wheels that were used to build a platform to supposedly hang someone? Wouldn't these people be persons of interest? Shouldn't federal law enforcement care? Neither the January 6th Select Committee of Nancy Pelosi and Liz Cheney, nor the FBI, despite having arrested over 1,000 Americans to date, seem to have taken any interest in the case of that sharp-dressed Mr. Coffee and his gallow-building team. We wonder, is there more to the story? There's someone out there who knows Mr. Coffee. Was this trench-coated man a MAGA supporter in disguise? Or might he have been part of another group altogether? If you have any information to share, please call us at 314-256-1776. Join us at the Pro-America Report and the Open.Inc. team as we continue to question and expose the truth about January 6th. All right. <clears throat> I find this story interesting, but perhaps not for the same reasons that these folks do. I don't care about Mr. Coffee. I don't care that they didn't find him, that the FBI is not even looking for him or them. If indeed they are regular citizens, because let's go actually look at photos of the gallows that were there, that were used by the January 6th committee to say this was an insurrection or what have you. If you look closely, it says right on there, this is art. This is art. It was an art piece. It was put up that way. Now I find this interesting because the evidence seems to suggest that these were FBI operatives this was the feds again. This is similar to Ray Epps where this was part of a a pre-planned objective to weaponize January 6th and paint it as an insurrection. So what they put an art display up of the gallows in front? And so what that the government is not looking for them? The government should looking for, should not be looking for people who protest. Now, the January 6th people, they entered the Capitol. They were invited by the uh, law enforcement. They were peaceful. It was a protest. And how were they supposed to know it was closed? Many of them just came in. The police were there. They went around, took pictures, took selfies. That, that was entrapment. I'm concerned about that. I'm not concerned about some art installation. Every, I just want to make sure oh. for this audience, because they'll, they'll start blowing up people's phones. You're saying... That right now you demand we need to put forth all the, all the footage, all the data, everything that J6 these people have up there has to be given over to, to your group and other people like it, to full radical transparency. Is that what you're calling for? Yeah, that's exactly right, Steve. You look on the on there right now, they build the gallows and that guy with the uh, trench coat and the long white scarf and a walking cane goes to get coffee. He walks up 3rd Street all the way to the FBI building where, guess what? There happens to be a coffee shop right across the street at 6 o'clock in the morning. How in the world did he possibly know it was there? 
And it, the, the whole thing is just completely insane. The public deserves to know not just this story about Mr. Coffee, but there are hundreds, if not thousands of other stories. The truth needs to be told. They've arrested a thousand people or more than a thousand Americans. Uh, but none of these people that we have on camera, um, that we know what van they were driving in, um, we have all of the all of the goods on this, right? We've got the sauce, as the as the Anon say, um, and the very idea that that uh, it's locked up, you know, behind closed doors in Congress still after everything this country's been through is outrageous. Now they said that the guy went straight to Mr. Coffee. They call him that because he went to have coffee in front of the FBI building. How did he know that that was available? That in itself doesn't say that he's an FBI guy. It could just be that. He went on his phone and looked at uh, where's there coffee available right now and Google or Yelp or something let him know, oh, this is a coffee shop that's closest that's open right now and he walked there. Doesn't necessarily mean he was part of the FBI, though it is suspicious that that's where he went. Do you think we should be looking for Mr. Coffee? Now, I always know who Mr. Coffee is because I'd like to know if he was a, a Fed. And because everything just about on January 6th was manufactured, I'm guessing he may have been. I'm not going to say he was, but he may have been. Once again, the thing clearly said, this is art. So it could have just been an artist doing it. I don't know. But I find the story interesting with the spin that it could be a whole bunch of federal operatives. Once again, I don't think the Fed should be looking for them because no crime was committed. Except for the crime of Nancy Pelosi and her daughter filming that day and other people being set up for entrapment going into the Capitol when they had no idea they weren't supposed to be there. It was open. People were in and the police were inviting them in and and just standing there. That's what I have a concern with. Over a thousand people uh, now arrested and charged and they have a list of thousands more that they're going after years later. And let's get into this story that actually breaks my heart. You're supposed to have uh, the right to a speedy trial, right? Well, unless you're a J6er. Yesterday was Friday the 13th, and it was January 6th political prisoner Jake Lang's 1,000th day incarcerated for being an insurrectionist, they say, of January 6th without a trial. Absolutely heartbreaking. But he goes on to say, if not for God, I never would have made it this long as a prisoner of war. That's right, a prisoner of war. He is a political prisoner of war in the United States. 1,000 days of torture and the destruction of our constitutional rights is enough to send shivers down your spine, he said in an in a, uh, exclusive interview he had with Gateway Pundit. He said that languishing in pretrial detention for years with no end in sight feels like an eternity. Lang was apprehended by the FBI back on January 16th 2021, 10 days after January 6th for his alleged role in the Capitol riot. Now, why is this happening to Jake Lang? One of the reasons why is because Jake Lang was there saving lives and he knows what really happened to Roseanne Boylan. He went to the Capitol intent on peaceful protesting and ended up saving lives. In footage from the scene that day, the discovery showcased in the Supreme Court Lang is seen pulling Philip Anderson and Tommy Tatum off the ground while they were being trampled and carried them to safety as police indiscriminately fired the crowd with rubber bullets, tear gash, and flash grenades and beat even the most peaceful demonstrators to a bloody pulp with nightsticks. 
Lang is also one of several J6 defendants who attempted to render aid to Roseanne Boylan as she lay unconscious after being beaten to death by Lila Morris, a DC Metro police officer who was awarded for heroism after the murder. We also know that Lieutenant Michael Byrd was whisked away to safety on our taxpayer dime and was absolved of all crimes in the killing of Ashley Babbitt. This was an operation. Whether Mr. Coffee is an operative or not, this was a deep state operation. This was a false flag, a meant to set up Americans and to villainize and go after President Trump as an insurrectionist. This was planned, folks, and well planned. But luckily, uh, thank God, many of the plans they had didn't go through. Lang has yet to have his day in court. The New York native and Hunter College graduate went to prison as a 25-year-old man with no prior criminal record. Now he will celebrate his 29th birthday in a few months in a grimy cell of the D.C. Gulag. Quote, the right to face my accusers and prove my innocence at trial is the most basic and fundamental human right, he he lamented. All right, to commemorate his thousandth day in prison, Lang is sounding the alarm on the grotesque abuses he and other January 6th defendants are enduring. Quote, the conditions of confinement January 6th patriots are crammed into at the D.C. Gulag and in federal prisons and penitentiaries across the country are simply not fit for human life. All the January 6th defendants, myself included, have without question been su- subjected to unconstitutional, cruel, and unusual punishment for years without reprieve. I have cried for these January 6ers. I hope you have. And I hope that you have par- parted with some of your hard-earned money to help them. I would like to... First say, I am not complaining. I thank God for not only guiding me and maintaining my sanity, but a profound peace and joy every day throughout the tournament I've endured in all 13 different jails and prisons I've been in. 13 jails and prisons. Wow. We have been forced to wither away in an environment that is disgusting and lacking in basic social, dietary, hygienic, and religious needs. Now, Lang sent Gateway Pundit a list of long-standing abuses he and other January 6th political prisoners continue to endure. One. I have been locked in solitary confinement in an 8x10 prison cell for 23 to 22 hours a day for over 600 of my last 1,000 days of incarceration. Even some of the stretches of two plus weeks inside a cell, only in the cell once every three days for a 10-minute shower. This was for refusing a COVID test. Irreparably devastating to social and mental health, inhumane at best. Even a dog gets walked outside once a day. Two, no hygiene permitted. Having to go over 15 months without a haircut or shave makes us feel homeless, disgusting, without human dignity, unrecognizable in the mirror, and deranged in the courtroom. It's for the optics and also for the torture. Three, not having in-person visitation with our family for 16 plus months, essentially, essentially holding us hostage from society in an attempt to make us cave into horrible plea deals. They wanted a nine plus year plea deal in his case. No video visitation in D.C. jail for January 6ers only. So January 6ers in the D.C. jail are being treated worse than murderers, rapists, and pedophiles. Five, denial of Bible study worship service for all the January 6 Christians for 20 plus months. Forced to read God's words to each other through the vents and ourselves on lockdown. Fellowship finds a way. Wow. Fellowship finds a way. Six, no outdoor recreation. <clears throat> time for f- no outdoor recreation time for first six months in DC jail and many other stretches of months at a time. Denied direct sunlight and fresh air, 
Treat it worse than zoo animals. Imagine never going outside for half a year. Would drive you crazy. But God is helping him get through this. Praise be the name of the Lord for strengthening these Christian brothers and sisters who, like our heroes of old, Paul, uh, Daniel in the lion's den, and others who have been subjected by evil men, I'd say men and women in this case, the Nancy Pelosi's and others, but mostly evil men throughout history, how they've punished good people because they are agents of Satan. Seven, locked in the hole. January Sixers are arbitrarily charged with unconstitutional violations and brought to the basement of D.C. jail on the ground floor named the hole, separated from all human connection, fed through a small slot in the door, handcuffed behind the back to go to the showers, vermin in cells including rats and many cockroaches and damp, pungent mildew smell and wet walls, brought to an outdoor cage for recreation, no contact with other humans, Bible study through slot indoors and other suffering Christians for 20 minutes while you eat alone on the floor of your cell, no chair or desk, an empty room with a one-inch mattress and an old metal toilet. I spent six plus, I spent six plus months in the hole God's grace was sufficient. Folks, if you doubt that the Lord can be with you in times of trouble, this should be an example that he will be with you. But that still does not make his suffering any easier. And I am choked up and I am moved yet again reading these words. I can only imagine what Jake and others are going through, living through this. Eight, various serious legal violations, including no access to discovery or video evidence against you. Random raiding of the cells by prison guards where documents go missing. No legal library. Worst possible place to try and prepare an adequate defense for trial. The entire power and resources of the United States government versus a man with both arms tied behind his back in the most corrupt and biased city in America for a trial. David versus Goliath. Only God can deliver us and miracles still do happen. Jake has not lost his faith. God bless that brother. Eight, nine, excuse me. Forced coercion to taking COVID vaccine. We were told if you don't take vax, no family visitation, no religious services, forced to wear masks to leave your cell and 14 days of quarantine, solitary confinement every time you visit lawyer or go to court. 10, I was beaten and harassed by DC jail guards, including a a chemical weapon attack by high-powered... OC spray, military-grade pepper spray that burns for hours, even days, after they force you to shower naked in front of female guards to remove spray. Spray oils leak down to the genitals, immense pain and burning sensation. It's horrific. I was sprayed with nearly an entire can once by Sergeant Robinson for displaying a family photo and a Bible to another January J6er inside my own cell. I was left in the basement, the hole of D.C. jail for two weeks without a change of clothes or blanket. I even had to show up to a virtual court conference and tell Judge Nichols I was literally presently shoeless and without a shirt beneath my jumpsuit while I live on the web camera while live on the web camera before I was given my property and clothing. I was assaulted by Corporal Taylor in front of many witnesses for singing the national anthem and thrown against the wall and punching the gut to force me to stop singing. This happened the day they marched every January 6th inmate through DC jail holding only a mattress. September 18th, 2021, a psychological torture technique often used on prisoners of war to break the resolve. We thought we were being taken outside to be shot. 11. Unconstitutional pretrial indefinite detention with 
outright to have reasonable bond set for a thousand days without a trial. No trial date scheduled. Endless limbo of tyranny. Where the hell are the Republicans on this? I don't like any of them. Have you heard Jim Jordan talk about this? Have you heard Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene? There's some of us talking about it, but we don't have the power of people in Congress or the Senate. We don't have the, the power of a President Trump or Ron DeSantis, who the mainstream media is covering our every move and everything we say and do. Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who's fooled a lot of people that want him to be the vice presidential pick of President Trump. I think that's ridiculous. I know some of you are for that. And I love our community. We can agree to disagree. We're not, I don't want yes men and women. I don't want to be in an echo chamber. But I think it's ridiculous that someone would, would, would support RFK Jr. But where's RFK Jr. on this? He's a civil libertarian, right? I like RFK, don't get me wrong. For a Democrat, he seems like a decent human being. How come he isn't talking about this? How come nothing is really being done for these people besides us everyday men and women? And to put this in perspective, our forefathers would not have stood for this. There would have been a revolution. There would have been a freeing of these people from jail. There would have been mass protests, not just Mickey, Ashley Babbitt's mom out there with a few people lifting their spirits every day. This would be a concerted effort. I'm guilty as well. I'm sure I could do more. I'm laying my sins bare in front of you as well. 12. Sleep deprivation techniques. Bright light stays on inside your cell 24-7. Corrections officers constantly banging on your door in the middle of the night to see if you are alive. Horrendous environment to achieve peace. Feds unaware the word of God is living water and immeasurable peace. 13. Diesel therapy tactics. Constantly moving federal prisoners around to different facilities, unmooring them mentally and making them constantly readjust to a new environment. Now allowing them to gather evidence for their defense, keeping their attorneys trying to navigate vastly different procedures for visiting and supplying evidence and legal documents to. Two, new commissary extortion, new clothing, basic hygiene, food, move to new prison, forced to quarantine, family unaware of your location or if you are safe, unbelievable stress and pressure, feeble attempt to break resolve and torture you into plea deal. I have been moved to 13 different facilities since I was arrested January 16, 2021. Feds deep state unaware of God's Holy Spirit given to those who suffer as Christ for righteousness sake. Unbreakable patriots thrive in calamity. Wow. Commissary 14, and the final one here. Commissary and phone call extortion racket. Average J6 families spend $600 a month to keep their political prisoner clothed, fed, hygiene products, phone calls, and texting credits. Pre-trial detainees being milked into poverty to bring destitution amongst their family. Many have young children and wives at home that have been brought to selling homes, repossessed cars, moving apartments, and even camping out in Washington, D.C. to afford being able to attend their own Soviet show trials. And there's a plea to become a monthly commissary sponsor at SponsorJ6.com. I'm sorry, there's 15. Extortion by government forcing January 6th defendants to retain expensive federal attorneys. Most families' entire life savings have been dumped into legal defenses to try and save the lives of their January 6th political prisoners from the corrupt. Please help the January 6th retain competent legal defense and a fight for their lives. Visit j6legal.org to donate. This is just a small fraction of the horrific abuse that I and hundreds more have endured at the hands of the United States tyrannical government, Jake Lang says. In spite of all of this adversity, God has enabled me <clears throat> to have a voice and impact our community of patriots. If I can do it, so can you, America. Let my testimony inspire your faith in God 
and his ability to bring beauty from ashes and turn tragedy into triumph. I love you all with the love of Christ, liberty, or death. Edward Jacob Lang, political prisoner number 376444. I'll be back in a couple days with more for you here on the BCP podcast. We're in a situation where we have put together and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics.